Welcome to Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. We are two young moms that are committed to loving motherhood because we believe that it is something to be enjoyed, not just endured. We want to cherish the sweet moments and be present during the hard ones while we grow alongside our children. As we have entered motherhood, we have found so much comfort and value in conversations with women in all different stages of motherhood. And we are here to share those conversations so we can grow together and embrace all of the joy modern motherhood brings. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Kindred Conversations. I like the switch up. I know. <laughs> we were trying so hard to think of a way to open the episode that's not welcome to Kindred Conversations. Thank you was perfect. <laughs> We really are so grateful. We are. That's the thing. We are grateful. We do want to thank you for joining us and for reviewing. It has been so helpful. It is so helpful to get reviews and we just appreciate everyone that we get. So if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoy this episode, we would love to hear from you. It's on the podcast app and you just scroll down to the bottom. You can review us and or rate us and also leave a review. Yes, those are so meaningful to us, but they are also so helpful. They help our podcast grow and they help sustain us. So thank you so much. And also, I just have to give a shout out to everybody who has shared about our podcast. It really does mean the world and we are so grateful for you. So thank you for doing that and thank you for being here. We want to start out with our moments of gratitude today. Um, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I've been thinking about mine. So it is January, and as we have mentioned before, Brittany and I live in Utah, and January is cold in Utah. (laughs) It's cold. (gasps) And usually I feel like it's so ugly, and wow, I'm sounding so negative. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. If anyone lives in Utah and loves it in January, I don't believe them for a second. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Unless you love it skiing. Yes. The skiing is great. Yes, unless you're up in the mountains. Yes, but we don't live in the mountains, and it just gets really kind of groggy here but I will say my gratitude today is for the really lovely weather we've had this month it has been so much sunnier than usual yeah it has Miles and I spent almost three hours outside today and it just made me feel in the best mood that Mm -hmm. we could be outside in January the air quality's been good yes yeah. yeah and we were wearing our coats but I was totally comfortable being outside with him so it was really nice um, we're doing the thousand hours, what, what is it? 1000 hours outside. Yeah. yeah. That's the challenge. And there's a girl, her, she's called 1000 hours outside on Instagram, but she is, um, like championing, championing. Wow. It's so hard for her to say <laughs> championing. <laughs> is that right? It is right. But it does but sound a little what... bit weird coming out. <laughs> wow. Can we forget? I said that. But anyways, she is promoting this movement and basically encouraging you to spend a thousand hours outside with your kids this year. And so Miles and I, Miles was a really an active part of setting this goal. Just kidding. It was me. I set a goal to, with Miles, spend a thousand hours outside and I'm really excited about it. Do I think I'm actually going to hit a thousand hours? Maybe not. (laughs) Especially considering I think we're at seven now for the whole year. Actually, I think it's six. I need to check my list, but I'm really excited to be doing it. I think it's just either way, regardless of whether I hit a thousand hours, it's going to 
encouraged me to spend more time outside with Miles. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm grateful that that challenge that she issued got me outside. Totally. That's the biggest thing. I agree. Paris and I talked about this. Um, we were <laughs> driving, we were carpooling up to a girl's night last week and um, laughing at how different we are. <laughs> Because she asked me, are you doing the thousand hours outside? And I was like, no. I was I was like, I mean, I'm going to try and be outside. And like, I loved, it was encouraging me to spend more time outside. And I want to get out with Brooks and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I am not getting a thousand hours. Like, I already know that. And she started laughing and she's like, well, I'm doing the exact same thing as you. I'm not going to hit a thousand hours, but I am doing it. And we just and that's had the difference. <laughs> we just had to laugh that like Paris is like, I'll be happy if I get 500. Like I'll be stoked how I did. And I'm like, if I get 500 and I'm shooting for a thousand, I'll be so disappointed in myself. <laughs> You're an overachiever and I'm an underachiever. Whatever. <laughs> no, that is not it. But I, I totally agree with Paris that I just, I love that she has encouraged me to spend time outside and made me realize who cares if it's 20 degrees, we can put on our winter clothes and go hang out and like, we're all the better for it. So much happier. And there have been days where Miles and I got out for like 20 minutes and that was the most that we were happy doing. Totally. But it was 20 more minutes than I would have done. Otherwise. really grateful for that. Yeah, I agree. So my moment of gratitude today is, you know, I actually am like, should I share this? Because I feel like we could, we could have a whole episode on this and we should. Let's. I want to. I don't even know what you're going to say, but let's. (laughs) Um, but I'm just so grateful that, um, Johnny and I were able to just kind of like slow down the other day and have a really genuine conversation and talk about where we're at right now and, um, just sort of do like a check-in with each other. Like, are we happy? And what are our goals? And um, yeah, just like picture where we want to be this year and in the next five years. And like, how are we working towards that? And um, it was just, I think it was really needed for both of us. I felt like the next day when we got up, like I could just feel a change in both of us. Like we um, just felt so much more connected to one another. And also, um just like a lot more intentional about the way we spend our time, which was really nice. And I would love to have a full episode just talking about how important that is. Yes. Those, you know, like taking inventory with your spouse or maintaining that kind of a connection. Um, because I know, I mean, I literally said like we slowed down and we did because when you have little kids, I feel like it's just life is quick. It's the days so quick. feel like they stretch on forever and ever, but they go fast. They go so fast. And I feel like we have to intentionally slow down to have those moments of connection and just reevaluate like what we're doing, where we're at. Yes. So that was my moment of gratitude. It really is so important. And I'm really happy you shared that. I had no idea you were going to share that, <laughs> but that is the perfect lead in to our conversation today. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it does. I guess it does. That just work. worked out perfectly. So we are talking today. We've both been reading the book and just thinking about the topic present over perfect. It's a book by Shauna Nequist, and I actually read it when it came out almost five years ago, and it has been in my heart since then. It is honestly like a really important book to me. 
Um, and so I'm really excited to talk about the lessons that we've both learned from it and just, yeah, go over our, our main takeaways. No, I'm, I'm really excited about it too. Paris, um, has been telling me for a while now that I should read it. I'm kind of a broken (laughs) (laughs) No, but it, it has been on my book list, but then, um, we put it as an episode topic and, it that like gave me the kick to actually listen to it and cross it off my list. And I texted her while I was listening to it and just was like, this feels honestly spiritual to me. Like, do I sound dumb saying that? I don't know, but it did. No, it, I just was like, this resonates so deep, like soul deep. It just really, um, I don't know. It really resonated with me. And I would, I think we would be hard pressed to find a mom it doesn't resonate with. I agree. I was actually talking to a friend about it today, just trying to explain to her the feeling that I feel about this book. I was trying to say like, you know, those moments where you just feel like such a strong feeling that like, this is true. These things are true principles. And I feel that when I read this book and it does make me emotional because it's a special feeling anyways so I hope that it resonates as much with you as it does with us and whether or not you've read the book I think you'll enjoy this conversation and just us diving into what it means to be present over perfect also I have to give a plug Shauna Nequist is good friends with Brene Brown who is possibly one of my like idols is that (laughs) that appropriate I I said it she's I think she's the coolest and I really really look up to her and her ideals that she teaches yeah principles that she teaches yeah yeah I think a lot of a lot of um what they say kind of goes hand in hand yes I agree in their books so we wanted to kick off our discussion with a direct quote from the book because she is just such a beautiful author and has such an amazing way with words. So if you're listening while you're doing something else, take a second and really focus on what she's saying because it really is beautiful. She says, present is living with your feet firmly grounded in reality, pale and uncertain as it may seem. Present is choosing to believe that your own life is worth investing deeply in instead of waiting for some rare miracle or fairy tale. Present means we understand that the here and now is sacred, sacramental, threaded through with divinity, even in its plainness, especially in its plainness. So good. It is. She's such a beautiful writer. She really is. And I think right now our lives sometimes feel plain and sometimes feel boring as as kind of sad as that <laughs> I I don't want to speak negatively about motherhood but sometimes it does feel like mundane mundane or, mm-hmm. but that is what I love about this book is it celebrates that yeah it celebrates those moments that could be boring or mundane but like that is life that mm-hmm. is where joy is totally life is made up of all of those small things yes and I feel like this reading this book helps me to embrace those moments and love them yes I totally agree so Paris and I often talk about how motherhood is a balancing act and I feel like you will just hear that over and over and over because that is um just a 
a thought that I feel like I'm reminded of every day, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) And reading this book, just that same idea really resonated with me as she's talking. For those of you who haven't read it, she um, is an author and is invited to a lot of um, conferences to speak. And um, she's just like this successful businesswoman. And she has a six-year-old and then has a one-year-old. They fought really hard. You know, they struggled with infertility and fought really hard to get this next child. And Um, So she's trying to embrace and enjoy her life at home and feeling guilty about being gone and just really trying to excel in both things and um, is a people pleaser, I think. Um, And so she just wants to say yes to everything all the time and has basically overcommitted herself and has a wake up call as to um, just like, why am I here and what am I doing and am I actually happy? Anyway, um, I just, as she's describing before she has this wake up call, she's describing these feelings and her schedule and the overcommitting and the um, making up for where she feels like she's lacking. I just kept thinking about how every aspect of motherhood is such a balancing act that the way we fill our days, just like our scheduling and our tasks that we agree to and even the decision of taking care of yourself versus taking care of others, or am I resting or am I moving? Um, I just was really struck by the thought that this is a balancing act and it's personal. It's not the same formula for every person and it's not supposed to be, and it's not the same formula for every child. And so I just kept thinking like we have to have the, I don't know, like personal awareness to do a lot of introspection and just like ask ourselves, like, what is the right balance for me? And it may be different at different times in life, but I just think like that balance looks differently for every family. And, you know, no one person can tell you what that's supposed to look like for you. Yes. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about slowing down and choosing really intentionally what you let into your lives. And that doesn't mean that we're telling you to work less or to have less social engagements or to go on less dates with your husband. That is not it at all. Mm -hmm. The purpose is hopefully you'll look at your life and wonder what's taking, what are you giving energy that's taking away from where you want to be putting energy. And just hopefully it helps us, um, really realize that we are accountable for creating our lives. And not only are we in charge of creating uh, creating the beautiful things in our life, but also creating the blank space to mm-hmm. have those moments of mm-hmm. peace and vulnerability and presence with our children and mm-hmm. with our spouses and with our friends. She's so big into friendship. And yeah. I love, she's into relationships. And I think that, that is where our joy is. And so often our lives get so full of things because we just say yes and yes and yes that we get so consumed and our relationships suffer for it. Yes. And I think that's why the word balance kept com- coming back to me because it there is this fine balance, right? That sometimes we say yes too much. So we 
like you said, are putting energy into things that are taking away from the most important things in our lives. And other times, I I mean, I see this in myself at least. So I would hate to say like, I think so many people are doing this. I don't know that so many people are, but I am. (laughs) Um, We are saying like, I'm tired and you know, I am doing all I can. And so I am just going to say no to a few things. And those may be the things that are most important in your life, you know? So it's really, it really is this fine balance of like, when do you commit and when do you slow down? And when, you know, when do you rest and when do you speed up? And just like, you know, knowing, knowing yourself well enough and your family well enough to know how to invest your time and your efforts. Yes. Yes. Um, also going off of that as well, I just kept thinking my dad is always preaching this intentional living. Like every time we go home, (laughs) he will just like talk about being intentional with your life. And I really do believe in that. And I love it. And, um, normally in my mind, and I think probably most people, we think of that as adding to your life. When you say intentional living, I think like, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, start this habit and I'm going to get into this hobby and I'm going to do this career and I'm going to be this kind of mom. And like, I'm adding, 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 adding. And what struck me in this was that being intentional in your life means taking away just as much as it does adding. Yes. I, one of the most powerful things I learned in this book and have really carried with me through the past several years is you have to be comfortable saying no. Because if you're just saying yes and trying to please and please and serve and just show up for people however they ask you to and be the responsible one. And every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. So if we're not so careful about what we say yes to, we've said yes to all of the strangers and had to say no to the things that are most important. Mm -hmm. And she talks about this in her book, but it really made me think like how often do Miles and Pierce, my husband and son, get the worst version of me? Mm-hmm. Like how often am I showing up for everybody else and then I'm depleted for them? Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's not that often, but it's a really good reminder to me that I want them to get the best of me. Mm-hmm. I want I want my energy to be in my home and I want... My, like I want they are the most important people in the world that know that I love them and know that I care for them mm-hmm. and if I'm just trying to please everybody else that relationship doesn't get the energy that it deserves right we in our neighborhood have a little um sign up that goes out for people that um mostly they're young families. So a lot of people have babies (laughs) or, um, just people that are needing a little extra help. Maybe they've recently had a surgery or been sick or whatever it is. Um, and people will sign up to take meals over to help. And I actually, um, was listening to this book the last time a sign up went out and I saw Paris had signed up. Paris had signed up and I was feeling like, oh, Paris is so good at this <laughs> and I need to sign up to do this. And it was in no way like, 
I don't know. I wasn't feel I wasn't feeling like the guilt of like, why don't I sign up more? But I was feeling a little bit like I had to stop and ask myself like, wait, I should I be signing up right now? And is this the right way to spend my time? Because I think there are seasons when, you know, literally or figuratively when your name's on the sign up list every week. Yeah. And there are seasons when it's not. And I just had to pause and ask myself, like, what season am I in? And, like, where am I? And I'm such an advocate of service and loving your neighbor and interaction with other people and with strangers. But saying yes to that every time isn't always the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? And I had to to stop myself and reevaluate and think, like, I knew, I just, I knew in my heart of hearts, I knew right now is not the right time to put my name on this list. And you know what? You can serve in a different capacity. Yeah, totally. And right now you have two babies and I have one that is honestly (laughs) at such a great age. Like I, I remember when people brought me dinner because that is something we do in our neighborhood and in our churches, we bring each other dinner when we have babies and um, I remember when people dropped dinner off for me, and I've mentioned this before, but Miles, Miles was a hard baby. Like he cried a lot and he slept very little. <laughs> but I remember when people brought me dinner, I was like, you have a kid and you're bringing <laughs> yeah. me dinner. Yeah. Like, <gasps> how? How? <laughs> how does one make somebody else dinner when they have a kid? Like, I do not understand that. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh yeah, Miles can play and he likes to help me and I can do that and I, I love to do that. And do I get to do that every week? No. And but there are there are times to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times when your service is in a different way. Totally. And totally. that's great and needed and powerful as well. Right. I found this other idea that I just thought like, wow, every mom has to know this so deeply inside of them. (laughs) Um, She talks about this idea of fake resting. And wow. I mean, I just was like, yes to everything she was saying. She, and, and I do have to add like a small disclaimer that my husband, I mean, obviously because of COVID as well, um, has been working from home for a while and will be for a while and has a very fluid schedule. So he helps me a lot. Um, you know, he'll go downstairs and take a call and come up and change Brooks's diaper and go back down and work and come back up for lunch. And like, it's, it's really great. And he's really helpful and always willing to help. But just because of that, I don't think that that means that, um, (laughs) that this isn't a part of like every mom's life. But she just says that so often when her family needed rest, that she found that she thought they were all resting and her husband would be like watching a movie with her boys and um, everyone else would be really resting, but her fake rest would be um, picking up the house and getting some laundry done and maybe wiping off the counters or like finishing up that little house project she'd been thinking about and calling it rest. Yes. And thinking like, Oh, this is rest for all of us. Like this is rest, you know, for the family. 
And then finally it hit her that like, this is fake rest. Like, no, that is not rest. (laughs) And And if you are a mom, you are guilty of that. Yes, 100%. I don't care how much real rest you get. Like every mom does have fake rest where you think like, oh, this is, you know, and it is helpful. It is good effort. Yeah. But again, like there's that fine line, right? Between how much effort do I put in to help, help myself and help everyone and to make my home like this really welcoming, inviting, warm, cozy place that we all want to be. And when am I putting too much effort into that and not enough into connection and not enough into true rest? Yeah, I actually had an experience because of this book today that I am grateful for and want to have more experiences like this. Um, But Miles, before his nap today... Um, he was sitting on the bed playing with these two little toys that he got for Christmas for like 25 minutes. Oh, cute. It was so cute. And Miles is nonstop energy. So the fact that he was so entertained by these two little toys for so long was so shocking. Totally. (laughs) And normally I know my default would be, okay, Miles is entertained by something. I'm I'm going to clean my bathroom. I'm going to clean my bathroom. I'm going to clean this. I'm going to fold this laundry. I'm going to make this meal like that is my default which yep. a lot of times serves me and that's totally. what my family needs a lot of times is miles to do something and me to get something done like that is that is awesome like there is a place for that and that is important and that's great but today i made the decision instead you know what i'm going to i'm going to lay here cuz he's on the bed i'm going to lay here on this bed and i'm going to watch him play and i'm just going to be with him and honestly it was like it was so sweet I just spent that time with him and it wasn't so long and my to-do list waited it was there when I was done and my sweet little two-year-old boy just like I got to spend some good time with him and it was honestly a moment I would have probably ignored totally you you wouldn't have known what you were missing but I like just was in awe of him and I it was really special and that is like the simplest thing in the world but we just get so caught up in everything that we miss our kids growing up right in front of us. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I see that a lot in my life as I slow down and think, you know, really weigh my options. (laughs) Think like, okay, what am I going to get out of my five minutes spent with my boys or my five minutes wiping down the counters? And you know what? Sometimes it is. They can play and be happy right now, and I'm going to wipe down my counters because it will make me feel better. Yeah. But so often when I do pause and think like, no, the counters can wait, you know, for nap time, and I can do it then, and I like spend those extra moments like sitting on the floor, putting the train tracks together, um, I just think like, wow, I never would have known what I was going to miss out on. And it's just like this really sweet, special connection. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like we said, that can't be every single time. But sometimes it's better to leave the house messy and get that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I do I do think, too, um, Shauna talks about this in this idea of, like, yes, balancing your yeses and nos. Right? She says, like, she's like, I love the word yes. She's like, yes. don't get me wrong. I'm a yes person. She actually <laughs> has a tattoo that says yes. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I love about her. Yeah. But and a sweatshirt, right? She's like, I have a yes. sweatshirt. Like, yes. she's like, a yes girl. 
But I think it's so important in order to say yes to your life and to your marriage and to your children and to like living a big, beautiful, messy, happy life, you have to say no to a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. that is a skill that we all need to be better at. But it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And that was like one of the things I remember her saying about the yeses and nos is like by... She said by saying, she said like something in like in all of my yes, yes, yesing. I thought that was like a cute phrase. Yes. In all of my yes, yes, yesing. uh, She's like, I was saying no to slowing down and no to connection. I remember that specifically. No to connection. She said no to peace too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I mean like, wow, that really hits you, right? Yeah. Like what am I saying no to when I say yes to so many things and just like being more a little more intentional in your yeses and your nos and you know we will advocate all day long for moms to fill their lives with beautiful things outside of their family Mm -hmm. and to work on your passions and yourself and And your your career and your friendships yeah and all of those things are beautiful important necessary things but I think those things kind of grow naturally like we naturally build our careers we naturally work on Um, I think it's very natural for us to want to say yes. Yes, yes, we do want to say, we do want to say yes, (laughs) as I'm here saying yes. But in saying yes to everything, we say no too often. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and one of the things that stood out to me was that she was like, when we say no a little more often, then we free ourselves up to say yes to the things that matter and are, I want to stop using the word yes, because it just feels like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is but, a yes episode. <laughs> but also, no. <laughs> um, but basically, she was saying that what we give and what we sacrifice becomes more valuable when we want to give it and we want to sacrifice it, when we choose to sacrifice it, rather than doing it out of obligation. Yeah. And that resonated. And I think how much more do we enjoy our children and enjoy our husbands and enjoy our family lives when we feel like I'm choosing to be here. Mm -hmm. And I I even was thinking about our phones. Like how often do we have two seconds and we pick up our phones rather Mm -hmm. than actually just embracing and being present in the peace, in the silent, in the solitude. Mm -hmm. I know when I have solitude, I'm very quick to give it up to give it up in favor of a book or a show or my phone. Mm -hmm. And it really is valuable to be able to just sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts and your feelings and prayer and really just realize what's happening in the present. Mm -hmm. I find so often that (laughs) I'm like telling myself like could you just shut up for a second (laughs) like my brain is just and I I I would be surprised if not a lot of other people feel that way because it's just like I want to be efficient in every minute how obsessed are we with efficiency (laughs) yes I literally said in our last episode my worst case scenario is that I'm bored. Like, so this was like a really good slap in the face for me, this yeah. conversation this week of just 
silence is mm-hmm. good. It is good. And obviously, like I said, we are advocates for filling your life with beautiful things. But those in-between moments should be beautiful too. Yeah. And I want to be at a place where I'm comfortable enough with myself and my life and my family and I'm investing enough in the most important places that when everything kind of stops moving and I'm not so busy, like mm-hmm. with COVID, mm-hmm. like everything stopped yeah. this year. Like we got a look, everything stopped. Like yeah. we got to focus on the most important things and like peel back all the layers. What is there? And that is like the most unseen thing by the rest of the world like that doesn't look pretty on Instagram and it's not necessarily exciting to listen to or talk about to other people but like that is everything Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. and what you said actually is so interesting I mean take it how you will this is not making a statement in any way (laughs) but I um saw someone that I follow did a little poll saying um Like, I know this has been a really crazy year, but I'm curious. Was 2020 the best year yet or the hardest year you... Or or I I don't think it was the hardest because those aren't really opposites. It was like the best or the worst, basically. And it was so surprising to me. I want to say it was 75-25, maybe 80-20, People said best year yet. Oh my gosh. And I know Those that- are some positive followers. <laughs> they are. And I know that there have been a lot of hardships. Like that's not to take away from that. But I did think it was so interesting because it made me just like realize that the slowing down was so necessary for so many people. Even though when we first started to slow down, we thought it would be the worst thing ever. You know? I actually remember feeling- Like, when everything slowed down, obviously there was so much fear associated with it. Yeah. But I remember feeling a sense of relief. Right. Like, it's going to be so nice to have a break for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation now. I think the timing is important because it is reminding me to be very intentional with what I let back into my life. Totally. Because we all got a clean slate. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Like, (laughs) we got a worldwide pandemic that kind of gave us free schedules so Mm -hmm. we get to decide what we are adding back in and Mm -hmm. what really fills our cup Mm -hmm. and what helps us become more like the people we want to be and have the home we want to have and the family relationships that we want to have Mm -hmm. and I love that she talks about too I mean we've been talking a lot about like spending time with your children and your spouse like your immediate family But I think also, I mean, she talks a lot about friendship and I love that because those relationships and those connections are so, so valuable. And those are also a lot of the things that we do want to say yes to. And I think those are a lot of the relationships that um, we want to be very intentional about. Yes. And very Brene Brown-esque, but we have to say yes to having vulnerability in those relationships and saying yes to showing up consistently. And even when we're having a crap day that we're able to have those friendships that we can say, I'm having a really hard time Mm -hmm. and we can carry that together. And she talks a lot about how it's easy to be happy and exciting and charming for an hour, but those real raw friendships 
are so difficult because they take vulnerability and showing up and honesty and honesty and like mundane things together. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this summer, um, we, we were in a group text and one of our friends shared something hard and then said, I'm sorry to dump this on you. And, the, uh, and another friend replied in the group text. She's like, if we, if we are not friends that you can dump your stuff on, we are worthless. And I've, I've thought about that a lot because that's true. Like those friendships with the vulnerability that you can really like, um, like share your burdens with those are everything and those take a lot of intentionality and commitment Mm -hmm. and a lot of unglamorous Mm -hmm. maybe hard yeah and that's and like you're not close friends with somebody because they have a perfect house and Mm -hmm. a pretty instagram feed and like a cutely dressed child like you are close to somebody because you know their struggles and they know yours Mm -hmm. and you have supported each other through through them totally Totally. I had a conversation kind of like this with my mom over break. We were talking about just how I feel like in the environment of today, it's so, we're so quick to say like, always do this or never do this. Don't, you know, you don't want to offend anyone. So like, I don't know, just there's lots of social rules. I feel like that are being political rules. (laughs) Yes. That are being placed upon us. Yeah, And I, was finding myself sort of like falling into this mentality and feeling really guilty for all these things that I might have said or done to offend somebody. And then I just had the, like, I paused to think about this. Like, is this true to me? Like, do I really agree with this? And I a hundred percent support, obviously like doing your best to be kind to people. But I had the thought that like all of these rules about what we can say or what we can't say or what we should do or what we shouldn't do like those are not supporting true friendships and vulnerability so true and one of our friends actually we went to dinner and one of our friends actually said this to us she's like i feel like people just tiptoe around questions yeah but people want to talk about it people want to talk about the hard things in their lives and they want to talk about like their secrets and their struggles like yes that is connection and that is important yes and so often we tiptoe around it saying maybe you know in quotes the wrong thing but with the best intentions can spark a conversation that can lead to such a stronger connection than you would have had otherwise yeah anyway I know that was kind of like I don't know off topic in a way No, I think that's I think that's important I really do and we do we tippy-toe around things that Mm -hmm are so important and so you can be friends with someone forever and not know how they really feel or how they're doing Mm -hmm. and it goes both it goes both ways like you have to be willing to not like divulge your deepest darkest secrets but to be able to say I had a bad day yes yes to be vulnerable yeah whether you know and that doesn't always look like a sob story no but it just looks like honesty yes exactly yeah you know, that's a bachelor pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking of, actually. Uh, vulnerability. We just, talked about it earlier this week uh, after watching The Bachelor. That's a pet peeve of mine. But also, I think that's like a, that's a fake vulnerability is just spewing your deepest, darkest secrets. That's mm-hmm. a fake vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Real vulnerability is showing up when it's hard mm-hmm. and through the unglamorous mm-hmm. moments. That's 
to me, that's real vulnerability, Mm -hmm. not just here's my sob story. It's sad. Yes. I think that relates to these ideas that she's sharing in Present Over Perfect because it's actually a lot harder, I think, than it sounds. Yes. And I was thinking a lot of the things she talks about can be very generational, right? Like I was, when she talked about like the fake rest and just moving, moving, moving and pleasing other people all the time and not wanting to disappoint. And I thought like that is um, very much like our mom's ages. Like I feel like that's very true to that age. Yeah. That generation and older too. And not that that doesn't relate to all moms, but I just thought like, I think as you carry on in motherhood, you get a little more and more and more of that as you keep going, you know? Um, anyway, and I just thought at the beginning of this book, like reading it, I'm like a younger me may have used the general idea of present over perfect as an excuse to maybe not do some of the things that I didn't want to. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And not that I was, not that I would be lazy, but I would just think like, oh, I don't need to be perfect in this thing. So like. You know, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to yeah. do, you know, I'm going to do something else that I would actually more enjoy. I can see that. Yeah. Whereas I think when you like peel back the layers a little bit on a deeper level, like that's not what she's saying. I don't think that she's saying like, do the things that you most enjoy. Don't do anything else. But more like, where is your effort most valuable? And what are the hard things that bring in like the most beautiful moments in your life? Yeah. And that's where you want to put your effort. I think that you bring up a really, really important point that this isn't easy. This Mm -hmm. isn't choose what you want, do what you want because it's fun. It's invest, invest in the real parts of life. Yes. Yeah. Even even though they're less glamorous and exciting sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. um, she tells a story about her younger brother who like sailed across the world and he says to her like what you're doing is really brave she's like what you sailed across the world (laughs) how am I brave he's like no this is this is bravery like staying staying with your family and choosing to be with somebody who's imperfect but you choose to love them anyways and choosing to be present for your children and put down roots and invest in your family like that is bravery and that's vulnerability that just struck me so much because it is brave and it's Mm -hmm. like we said it's hard Mm -hmm. but it's everything Mm -hmm. and this just made me think of our conversation with kenna actually a little bit from last week she that's something that i really admire about her is that she i feel like she chooses her life yeah that she chooses to do and that was what kind of why we wanted to interview her to begin with and that's something that I think is very hard for me I'm always afraid of the opportunity cost of choosing something um I'm just so afraid of what I might lose and that's not like a fun way or a good way (laughs) or a fulfilling way to live your life never choosing anything right like I don't know this was just kind of like a little um light bulb moment for me to just think like I need to I need to be more intentional I need to actually choose physically you know really intentionally choose something yeah um it's just 
kind of that idea of like quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and I think that's true in like our friendships I think it's true she talks a lot and this is like by no means something that everybody needs to do but she talks a lot about her love for cooking and I just love that she's like and I know we both love to cook but Mm -hmm. like that love of like pouring your heart into a meal and serving it to friends Mm -hmm. and just like taking taking pride and taking joy out of those everyday things that are going to happen anyway so just like really loving them and Mm -hmm. being there for them rather than tuning out or checking out literally and not physically being there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, she even talks about like the energy cost associated with the things you own. Like own mm-hmm. less and love them. And, like love the things you own, have them bring you joy, have them be like items that speak to your soul, but be aware when you bring them into your life, like that they're costing you something as well Mm -hmm. and I just think the whole mentality of choosing to be in your life the messy and goodness of it I just love it (laughs) yeah no me too I think this is just like rings so true to me and I just want everyone to read it yeah and too it's a good time like we talked about our intentions for the year and I've been, you know, they've been on my mind. I've been thinking a lot about them. And this just felt like it came at such a good time that, like, wow, I don't want to just throw out a bunch of random goals that I, you know, are going to waste you my... you should do. Yes, yes. are going to waste my energy or whatever. Like, no, I want to be very intentional about my goals and pare down my life a little bit. And be, even your goals, like, they are costing you energy, which mm-hmm. is great. It's, you know we're all about goals, but just... What are you ideas are you bringing into your life? And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's so good to remember. Me too. I'm so glad we listened to this book again. Me too. And thank, yeah, thank you for making me. <laughs> so I made Brittany listen to it, and now I'm gonna make all of you listen to it. No, but I um, really definitely do recommend it if you haven't listened to it yet. But either please, way, please, please, thank do. you for listening to us. We really do get so excited to share this time with you. It means a lot to us. So thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode of Kindred Conversations, it would mean the world if you would rate and review and also subscribe on the podcast app. Yes, please. That is so helpful to us and it means so much. And we are definitely going to be continuing this conversation over on Instagram at kindred underscore conversations. If you want to follow us there, we will definitely be asking you some questions and we really love to get your input there. So thank you so much. 